girl is a Taurus, so my horoscope today says you're good at dealing with others but today you should be especially so your intuition is strong and you're likely to instinctively understand others thoughts feelings needs and desires you give freely of of your experience knowledge and understanding this brings others closer to you which can work for you on many levels virtual social events may bring new friends I gotta say virtual. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's true, but like not just today, every day. Yeah. I'm a Virgo, so mine is normally you tend to view things on a logical, intellectual level, Virgo. But today, the strength of your intuition could surprise you. Your communications could be subtler than words. Today, you're probably feeling especially optimistic, enthusiastic, and very inspired by your circumstances. Continue on your path. Hello. Uh, all right. Just <laughs> unimpressed. Um, Is she logical? Right? Is she? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, you better be for Next. this nice topic <laughs> we have going on today. Yeah, let's. Yeah, so today we are going to get into toxic relationships <laughs> before we get into the topic i just want to say it might be triggering for some people and there's just going to be a trigger warning for anybody who's in a physical emotional or mental abusive relationship with anybody because uh, we're going to be talking about some subjects that i know could be yeah a trigger. Just a content warning that we are talking about heavy stuff and you know there could be people listening that are going through it. Yeah so we've both been in like one good solid toxic relationship. <laughs> Not good but <laughs> like one real memorable one that we probably base a lot of our you know insights. I want to talk about our experiences with that and especially Kasha may give you some um <laughs> tips and tricks (laughs) (laughs) some special little tips and tricks on how to uh, catch your partner in the act they're not real tips and tricks but you know if you happen to use them they're they're there they're there but we'll get into that so kesha what how long was your like toxic relationship and when was that how old were you? I was like 17 and I was in that relationship for a year and a half. A very impressionable time uh, for <laughs> myself and age. That's one of like the worst relationships I've ever been in in my lifetime. But yeah, what about you? How old are you? <laughs> I was also 17. <laughs> yeah, this is probably, unfortunately, also my like only like serious relationship and it lasted for just over three years so again yeah very impressionable time and i feel like it definitely like you know deeply affected me because i was going through so many changes my like partner was like a solid three year three four years like older than me 
which is also I think a major factor too even though it's just three years like I was still 17 so they were like 20 21 and even like that much space between our years we are in two different mental mm -hmm. like states that you should be in I don't know what I was thinking I think when like when you're a teenager like you think it's cool to date someone older Oh, but actually, sure. it's like fucking not. <laughs> it's like borderline pedophilia. Yeah, that's something I've thought about for sure. Um, I thought, you know, it was fine because, you know, he just turned 20 and, you know, I'll be 18. You think you're so grown at 17, especially when you're like in grade 12. You're like, yeah, I'm like about to finish high school. I'm grown. Or you're like, I'm about to go to post-secondary or, you know. And I don't know if anybody is a teenager, 17, or about to graduate high school right now. But what we're telling you, we're not trying to tell you that you're a little kid. But like, I really wish I embraced my age when I was 17. Me too totally regret that <laughs> i wish i just like let myself be 17 mm -hmm. instead of trying to be older someone else for someone else mm -hmm. yeah we're not like saying like you don't know anything just let yourself grow and literally let yourself be young please but yeah i feel like that's definitely a big factor when you think about it you know how young we were i think about that i'm like this man's was driving to a high school to pick up his little 17 year old about to be gf what are you doing i would not be driving my ass to a high school right now to go pick up <laughs> my, little boo thing. <laughs> my little boo thing <laughs> she ain't my little boo thing Ew. like um i was just real creepy why didn't they feel creepy right because mine did that also. My God. <laughs> the things I would change if I knew what I knew. But, you yeah. know, all is good because, you know, good came out of it. Some healing, self-reflection. You know, our adulthood or our future relationships. Really trying to work on that. Mm -hmm. That was the first red flag. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> but, like, the toxic relationship was just the cycle of abuse i remember the transition between the honeymoon stage and then the like kind of almost getting to the blow up and then the blow up and then you would like make up and then it would be the honeymoon stage it Ew. was so exhausting like, and just the the toll it took on my character holy shit <laughs> yeah and when i talk about my to toxic relationship i'm not just talking about the other partner being toxic like i also developed so many toxic ways about me and how i like viewed that relationship and how I was in that relationship like completely changed me as a person when I was in that situation me too didn't know I could get there but you know I'm not grateful for like that relationship but also it I do acknowledge that it did ta taught me a lot about myself and relationships now I almost feel like psychology in general like what trauma does to someone mm -hmm. yeah I definitely you know did and said things that I didn't know I could do or say or was capable. Ugh, yeah, it took it definitely it took a lot out of me. So I guess it's kind of like a two-part question. Did you realize when you were in the relationship that it was toxic? If you did, when? Wow, sounds so stupid now because I would end the relationship if this happened. But uh, I think I knew the relationship was going to be toxic probably like the first month to be honest because don't do this people but like i used to go on his phone and i went on his phone and i found like he was like still had the dating apps 
still was like talking to people and that's when I should have been like oh well well this isn't serious and then it just snowballed cheating and mm-hmm. and everything in that realm but yeah the first month is like when I found out you know I had my first big red flag where I was like you should leave this what about yours <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I think for me it was kind of different where I like low-key knew that you know this isn't a good thing to be happening for a relationship but I don't think I like fully like knew like this is a toxic relationship type of thing because of like yeah the cheating was definitely a big one but like the first like I feel like red flag for me was the fact that he was just getting out of another relationship. Like, I kept having to, like, tell myself, I'm like, okay, okay, like, this can work, you know? This can work, dumbass. No, it couldn't. (laughs) I guess cheating was, like, the biggest part of what made it, like, toxic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the anger that that would cause me and how my anger turned turned into, like, my toxicity. Right. Do you remember the first time you were playing... You know games or feeding into the toxicness i don't remember the first time but i know that it started with like me trying to sneak going on his phone and then not telling him if i found something or was suspicious of something that turned into me asking who someone is mm-hmm. i never want to be like that yeah Ooh, that's nasty anyways about you i know you got right into it yeah i remember like we were like laying in bed and you know he had said i love you but i i don't remember if i said it back or not yet i think i was because i was very like wary when he went to bed that night and we were like cuddling and everything and he fell asleep and i went on his phone and i found like some things that I obviously didn't want to see and I was just like in my head at that time I was like oh you want to play this game okay okay and for like a whole month and a half I just let on his best friend like his roommate and my toxicity just came out like that like and then it snowballed and Mm -hmm. I just really was a bad person (laughs) (laughs) I really my mind is like oh you want to play this one Mm -hmm. okay don't try it honey Because then I took it. I took it and Mm -hmm. I just went off. I was not bold at all. Yeah, I never felt like I could cheat or anything. So, I was such a dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) What I did do, though, eventually after, like, I think, like, a couple years was flirted more with people. I feel like more in my at my workplace it made me feel like good you know I was like, right. but right part of me knew like <laughs> i wasn't supposed to do that and my little devil casher right now like deep deep down is like fuck yeah <laughs> get it <laughs> oh my god oh i remember I totally forgot like a big part of why I guess I couldn't cheat was like I the pity also came from like knowing the kind of relationship he was in before. I don't want to like, you know, do that to him or make him go through that again type thing. So I just did so much stuff like and he would have like different emails like one would be for like school, one would be like personal but the school one I was like suspicious about. I don't know, a couple months into it, I was like what if he has another Snapchat that I don't know about? Mm-hmm. I looked through all his autofill passwords and I typed every single one in on the Snapchat to like, <laughs> just to see if like, you know, he had this other Snapchat. 
And I remember like logging in and it logged in and the screen turned black and I was just like, wow, <laughs> this motherfucker has another Snapchat. I was like, this? I was shooketh and I was just like, what am I going to find? And like the shit that I found, it wasn't even on my mind that he, you know, mm-hmm. was into anybody other than women. Mm-hmm. Just because of his upbringing, it turned into a lot of, like, physical violence for a bunch of reasons, but also because, like, you know, he was trying to, I think, work out an aggression against women because he had a problem with, you know, his sexuality. Mm-hmm. And that was wild. That was a wild time for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my ex would uh, use Snapchat as, like, the main form of communication with the other woms. And that was because it's easy to, like, delete conversations and the way everything disappears and everything so i feel like what i did was like i would just snoop through any possible other thing that i could like i would look at the people he was friends with on like facebook uh the people who follow him or who he's following on like instagram and then just start conspiring in my head because i never like i didn't have like solid full proof that's so annoying and like so gross if i had a partner that like was doing that to me like i'd be out of there mm-hmm. also i was gonna say um i know there are people who listen who know who i'm talking about <laughs> i don't feel any type of way now you know like i'm over it. i just you know we wanted to talk about it to talk about our experience and you know how what we learned and how we're moving forward from that i'm just talking about it from like a like a learning perspective now i don't like hold anything against that person right (laughs) i'm like mine could pass away (laughs) (laughs) well you're like so much care about that person and it's not to like you know invalidate one experience but like yeah cassia's was definitely worse she went through like a whole different different type of like abuse so yeah i didn't just go through like emotional mental abuse i went through like a lot of physical abuse i've learned a lot from that situation and i don't hold it in like such a negative way anymore if i could go back and tell my younger self something i think i would say stop trying to find validation from boys stop trying to find validation in like relationships Mm -hmm. something i would tell myself well first of all i would say never mind trying to make a serious relationship happen when you are 17 and just because someone checks off a few boxes doesn't mean you know they're gonna be everything you know if you feel that red flag listen to it and when someone like you know cheats on you they're probably gonna do it again i think now in my opinion that cheating is just not worth it like it's not worth fighting for a person once they cheat and it's like probably the hardest you know thing to move on from or grow from and that's okay so just let it go you know start trying to make it work so obviously the the these kinds of relationships affected us a lot but you know what is one major effect that it had on you so i guess during but definitely post relationship i would say my anxiety was definitely affected 
Uh, I've always had anxiety, definitely a lot through my teens, but, and I try, I know you're not supposed to call it my something, you know, my anxiety, cause then it like, you know, you give it to yourself type of thing. Yeah. But I don't know how else to say it, so I'm just gonna say that. My anxiety was heavily affected, especially when it came to like dating and relationships. And I still kind of struggle with that when it, even when it just comes to like meeting someone, you know, if I start like liking someone and like that will get me anxious or I just start worrying about things and I really overthink the way that they will interpret things that I'm saying or, you know, and I guess that's kind of like a social anxiety, but it did a number on anxiety for sure. I've definitely gotten better at like recognizing it and you know helping myself work through it. Mm -hmm. Now I kind of have a fear of how I'm going to react to certain things or how I might you know treat my future partner or if I were to somehow get triggered I feel like maybe I would you know be better at kind of stopping myself and being like this isn't you know, who I am, mm-hmm. or this isn't how I, you know, have to react to whatever. Right. What about you? What's one? <laughs> <laughs> we have similar attributes right now. But I became very insecure in that relationship. The mind games and the cheating and, you know, just the way that person made me feel in general. Obviously, I was insecure about the way that I looked, but especially, like, my weight. Because of, like, how insecure I was becoming, like, I developed a, an eating disorder. And that affected me physically so much. Like, I looked sick. And, you know, eating disorders can stay with you throughout your entire life if you let it. But I still feel like, you know, I have those insecurities low-key. Even though my partner right now is, like, wonderful, I need to remember, like, I'm not with somebody that's even close to like that. And I'm also not in these situations anymore. Like, you don't have to be... Like, you can just be yourself and and it's fine. You could be whatever weight you want as long as you're healthy. And you have to, like, let go of that, you know? You have to let go of, like, being so insecure. Trauma does that to you. Trauma definitely can make certain bad qualities, like, stay with you. But trauma-induced insecurities fucking sucks. Especially because I was, like, 17. Looking back at it right now, I'm 21. Like, that has affected me mm-hmm. a lot and the most. Child. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, remember when um, Instagram had... <laughs> activity i fucking hated that shit me and my partner in that relationship would use that against each other like and just finding ways especially on social media to just play the game i totally i totally freaking forgot about the activity thing on instagram holy shit i'm so (laughs) glad there's no activity thing anymore i know like i would look at you know what he was liking and I feel like he oh my god I cringe sometimes when I think about the way you know he made me feel because I'm like I never want to feel so like tiptoey you know I couldn't even like a picture with a guy in it or he would get so jealous and make me feel so bad meanwhile obviously I'm not doing anything in my future relationship I want to be able to like look at other people 
you know, without feeling horrible. Like, that's so messed up. It made me feel so gross. <laughs> yeah, same with mine. And I just ate that shit up and lived for it. <laughs> I was like, so toxic too. In the moments you don't really realize it, check your emojis. Check the emojis. <laughs> I would find out in so many little ways, but the emojis, you know, were such a hack for me. <laughs> I would like go into his phone and see his most recent emojis and if it was the tongue, the little like the water droplets, if it was the devil, if it was the fire ones all in the same like row. Then I would like go into his friends messages just to see if like he was randomly using those. And like obviously it's not being sent to me because we're with each other. Mm-hmm. I'd be like this motherfucker. That was like one way that I would catch a catch a cheater. And that is her <laughs> tip number two. <laughs> wow, social media was a major issue in mm-hmm. my toxic relationship mm-hmm. because we made it so toxic. Mm-hmm. I hate how they would like gaslight you and be like, "Well, why are you on my phone then?" the worst fucking comeback that you could have like tried to come around with (laughs) i wonder why i want like oh the gaslighting part too this was a whole other thing i don't know what was missing or what we were trying to fill for each other but that wasn't it and that Mm -hmm. definitely wasn't love i don't know i i still don't have an answer as to why i stayed so long that made me think of another little tip it is tip time once again just Just because they are uh involved in with your family or people other people that you love or care about just because you know they develop a relationship with them or these people see your partner as like a good person doesn't mean that they're the one or that it's okay that they cheated or that they're mistreating you. Anyways, yeah, that's that's another little tipsy. I hate it when people were like, just leave. Why aren't you just leaving? Can you just like leave this abusive relationship? Just leave. I'm like, oh my god. So much harder to just leave. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as like just leaving, you know, but if you have friends or you're in that situation, never tell someone that advice because I don't know, I just feel like it's wrong. It just feels wrong. It just, doesn't get anywhere. Yeah, it's not it's not helping the person at all mm-hmm. because ultimately like you have to get yourself out of that cycle like nobody else can. Like they already know that they should just leave. <laughs> <laughs> I think comforting somebody and letting them know that you'll always like be there even though it's hard to be there for someone Mm -hmm. going through that because you care about them so much you just want to take them out of it so bad Mm -hmm. that that is your only advice i'll never forget like what i put my friends through and my family through when i was in those situations and in that relationship but you know i appreciate the people who had stuck around if someone you care about is, you know, going through that abuse and you know it, um, you know, don't, just don't, okay? Don't tell them to, to just leave, like, that's a part of it, you know, working through that and 
working through that uncomfortableness I feel. Should we maybe try and lift it up and think about the ways <laughs> that we heal? I said this before. I don't know if it's in the podcast, but I didn't use people to um, heal from my trauma. But there is a space in my relationship that we had, like the relationship that I'm in now, that we had created together where I could heal my traumas in a safe space. And he came into my life at a very great time and a time that I needed someone. Like, I hate when people say you can't find happiness with somebody if you're not happy yourself because I don't think that's true. And I'm not, like, trauma bonding with that person. And I never have done that. But, you know, we hold space for each other. In turn, like, we heal together. That's one way I healed. There's a lot of other ways, too. Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and just genuinely, like, talking about it has helped. Still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, my healing has really come from being on my own and becoming comfortable in my uncomfortableness because I have been so lonely and I hated that feeling and I still get lonely you know I still have those times especially you know at night I'll I'll be all lonely and I like sometimes I miss that feeling of just having someone I'm obviously you know I'm in a better place now where I'm like these feelings are normal and you know that's fine but like last year especially I had to go through that uh, loneliness and that time of being on my own because I had never been alone before and this is still like I'm still like navigating through it and still like I feel like falling more in love with like being by myself because it like changes all the time and especially being in my early 20s like I wouldn't have it you know any other way right now I realized how dependent I was on having someone all the time and accepting that was like huge Mm -hmm. for me I feel like yeah I don't think I would be where I am or be who I am right now if I was in a relationship or had you know, gotten into one. Yeah, I guess acceptance is like a a big one too. I think I had to accept that I was depressed after. Even Me though too. I was I was in a relationship, but like like I said, holding that space was like the space that I could be depressed in. And it was okay that I was feeling like sad because I just had to be sad because I hadn't been sad for like a year and a half. Like, real, truly, actually accepting that this is a space that I can be sad in. I, oh, I wasn't depressed for, like, very long, but I, like, held it off for a little while, probably a couple weeks. And then when it hit me, it hit me literally so hard. And I had a, yeah, that was a part of it was, like, accepting being depressed. Yeah, I was relieved when it was over. But I didn't, like, hold that space for myself to allow myself to, like, grieve it. Mm-hmm. For, like, a year, I was, like, so depressed. Even though I was having, like, fun stuff, like, surface level me was, like, so, like, uh. And then, like, you know, 
whatever. But, like, deep down, I was actually really fucking depressed. And, like, drinking um, and binge eating. Holy shit, like, a lot of binge eating. And plus, I was in the first year of, like, this relationship with the new person. You know, we just eat a lot together. But I was actually also using food as a way to, you know, <laughs> whatever that does. <laughs> uh, binge eating and um, drinking a lot. And I had just turned 19 also mm. in that year. So I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, so here's to us hopefully never getting into, you know, a toxic relationship again. Here's to healing and, you know, still learning from it. Mm-hmm. Learning how to better ourselves. Recognizing toxic traits toxic traits and other unhealthy behaviors yep i can tell that i'm healed from that relationship because um i don't get triggered you know what i mean mm-hmm. anymore yeah. whereas like before i was talking like i talked about it like i would like cry and be like emotional and be super like yeah sad mm-hmm. and really feel feel it all over again Mm -hmm. yeah it's a big one is being like exposed to kind of your triggers or whatever and you know realizing that you're not reacting like that anymore i think one for me was seeing you know a certain face or the idea of like him being with another girl even like after we were broken up that still was something that like gave me so much anxiety and like you know triggered me but like now obviously you know a lot too i would see like the women like around town or like even on social media and i would get triggered Mm -hmm. i really think another one is like films when i watch a movie with physical abuse in it i would be so triggered especially if it was like man versus woman i'd be like (laughs) yeah um but i don't get like that anymore we're doing good just real quick i like i just realized like how proud i am of myself after all of that like i worked so hard and got myself into the circle that was such a like good feeling and it still brings me so much healing and so much happiness and i don't care if anyone doesn't understand it because i know i you know i've had people you know where they don't understand or like it's just dancing (laughs) it's just powwow it's not just it's never just powwow (laughs) 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 not for me you know hopefully you enjoyed the conversation again this was just like a subtopic there's way more to our stories and way more to our experience um I also apologize if you did get triggered. Hopefully you clicked off (laughs) and, you know, smudged maybe or did whatever, you know, spiritual healing you needed to do to get through those moments. Yeah. Um, Thank you guys for listening through this. If you stayed through the whole thing. Thank you so much for um, 
you know, allowing us to have this little platform and this little space to, you know, have these conversations and, you know, hopefully break barriers. As usual, please make sure to follow and subscribe on the Spotify or SoundCloud, whatever, and the Instagram, uh, getintoit.podcast. And on there, you will see our personal Instagrams as well. And yeah, this has been the The Get Get Into Into It Podcast. podcast.